Welcome back to the Lyric Report. We have made it to installment number three, which is three more podcast episodes than I ever thought I'd do. So I appreciate you guys checking this out and sticking with me. We're here. We're chilling. Doing the damn thing. This episode features the one and only Trevor, a.k.a. T-Bone Biggs. T-Bone is a funny-ass dude who absolutely radiates positive energy. And despite only becoming friends pretty recently, me and Trevor grew up in the same area, so we took a trip down memory lane and reminisced on what was going on in our scene when we were young bucks. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought Trevor would be a good candidate for what I'm doing here because he has put in a ton of work for the scene in the form of building skate parks and DIY spots. Uh, He had a nice tenure working for Artisan Skate Parks and left his mark by helping build some of my favorite parks in the state, Uh, putting in all the grueling labor, creating skate spots for all of us lazy assholes to skate and then probably complain about. But yeah, this interview was a lot of fun, total homie vibes, so sit back, relax, and bless your ears with this succulent pod. We're chilling. <laughs> okay, cool. I feel like it's right. it's better if you don't like you know make it all like three, two, one, go. No, I think it's good. Okay, um, I'm adjusting to this. But yeah, I mean it's like uh, okay. Uh, Trevor T Bone, what's up? How's it going? Good, good man. Start to be here. How are you? I'm excellent. Um, yeah, welcome to my home. Nice. So the premise for this podcast is basically interviewing people that I think are doing radical shit and providing stoke for the rest of North Carolina skateboarding. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you should be honored to be here. How, do, <laughs> how does it feel? <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to lie. I was like, when you asked me to do it, I was like, well, that's that's super cool, of course. But I was like, that, can I do that? Am I even capable of that? Like, okay, yeah, I, I guess I could do that. That's yeah, cool. we'll, we'll loosen you up. But you got I know you got a ton of shit to talk about. You're pretty yeah. much uh, one of the more interesting characters I've come across in the the skate realm here in North Carolina. Well, I appreciate that. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, where does the name T Bone come from, dude? Where does the name? Someone asked me that not too long ago, and I was like digging in the memory bank trying to remember. I don't. I think my friend Blake Blake Spencer like started calling me that, I, or I don't even know. Just like T Bone. It's just an easy one. Uh huh. It just stuck. So I don't know. I've been bone, T-bone, <laughs> even spark plug. I don't even know. You know, like nicknames happen and then it's just, it's there forever. You know, there's some wonky ones out there. Yeah. So yeah, T-bone. All right. Not, not a whole lot, not much of a story there, <laughs> but it's all good. Dude, that's why I trip out. Cause I'm like, is there a story to it? Is there, was there like a definitive moment where I was T-bone? And yeah. I don't think, I don't think there was. I'm sure there is, but I don't remember. Well, you and, and Jesse Peevler being close homies, I was wondering if like the bone thing was kind of a, uh, 
I don't know, like some sort of joint effort. It could we have got been. the boneless gurp. The you boneless got, gurp. Damn, it might have been Jesse. Dude, yeah, we might you got have to T-bone. call in a friend here and see, <laughs> see what's really good. I don't know. That's pretty funny. You know what? I'll think about this and I'll, I'll get back and we can yep. punch it in there. Yeah, I'll do my editing magic. <laughs> I'm a real professional over here. It looks like it. I mean, um, this is, yeah. It's fucking legit. <laughs> it really is. For, I mean, I've never done this, so it looks good to me. Never yeah. been on it. Never been on a podcast before. Yeah, this is a first. I'm All just, right, now it's on. Right on. This is my third episode, so I think that by this point, I can call it a show, seeing yeah. that I have more than one episode under the belt. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. I don't know. I like I like chopping it up with different characters, and the yeah, depending on the personality of whoever I'm interviewing, it can be. It can, the conversation can steer a lot of different directions, but, um, yeah, I've, I've got a little list of questions we can run through, put cool. you, put you on the spot a little bit. That's um, fine. Let's do it. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I would like share the interview notes with them beforehand, but in your case, Good. I'm not worried about you. Let's wing it. We'll freestyle. I think you're a natural showman. <laughs> um, so my first question for you is, um, every time I see you skating or in a social situation, you're always all smiles, really happy, mm. really stoked. Um, have you ever experienced a negative emotion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, yeah, definitely. Oh my God. <laughs> that's dude. That's funny. I, a dude I used to work with, uh, this dude, Mikey weeks. And, uh, when I first started working with him. He be he asked me one time. He's like, "What's wrong with you, dude? You're like so happy, go lucky." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, I'm wh- what?" And then I like it took me a minute, and I was like, "I guess that's yeah. I guess that's a good thing. I don't know. I never even thought about it." Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't, see, I don't even think of myself as like some super happy, positive guy. I don't know. I guess it's just. So you don't have like a, what are those things called? Like you don't have like a destruction room in your house where you like smash a bunch of TVs or whatever. Yeah. I get it all out. I get it all out before I go like skate or hang out and just no. like destroy shit. No, I don't know. But I mean, that's a good thing. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. What it, yeah. Whatever you're doing, it's working. So cool. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Right on. Uh, are you Mooresville native? Did you grow up in Mooresville? Pretty much grew up there. I was born in South Charlotte in Pineville and lived there till I was, I don't know, whatever, fourth grade. And then I moved to Mooresville. And I remember being so bummed on that because I was like living in the city and all I could think about in Mooresville was like, dude, this is going to be nothing but rednecks. Like that's all I could like think about. And I was like, oh my God, my whole life's being like uprooted. This sucks. And so, I, yeah, I basically grew up in Mooresville and, like, adapted to that whole new realm. And it was actually super sick. Like, that's how I started skating and then, like, met all the kids I grew up with skating in Mooresville. And mm-hmm. so, it was ended up being awesome moving there. Yeah. Did you, like, lean into the NASCAR redneck culture? Dude, no. I was so, like, <laughs> just so, like, I already knew that at a young age. I was, like, rednecks, like, the country, like. Because Mooresville then, like, 150, there was nothing. There was, like, a cat rental place. I was super anti all that, you mm-hmm. know, just, like, didn't understand it, didn't want to be a part of it. And then as time went on, of course, you know, like, Dale Har Highway 3, you know, it's, like, <laughs> this whole thing, you know, more funny than anything else. But, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in Mooresville. Yeah, sick. <laughs> just what a place. 
Yeah. So growing up in Mooresville, North Carolina and resisting the, the kind of like redneck country mentality at first, <laughs> do you think it's funny that you eventually came around and became like a blue collar guy yourself? Yeah, that's, you know, it's like you never know what path you're going to take. You never think you're going to make it that, you know, whatever route, who knows? I mean, some people know where they're going from the beginning. Some people just the natural flow, but yeah, I guess it is kind of a trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now you're like, now you're a redneck in like a skater disguise. I've (laughs) just been freestyling for the past 30 years, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Off the dome, freestyler. Yeah. Well said. I don't even think of myself as blue collar, really. I am. That's all I've ever really done. So I guess I just, I am, you yeah. know. But it's I don't think of myself that way. True. I, I, you know? I'm I'm as white collar as they come. I, yeah. I sit at a desk and look at a computer. Yeah. So, that I mean, shit. <laughs> I kind of, I respect that lifestyle. I've always kind of admired it from afar. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so, coming up in Mooresville, you were able to kind of link up with some other like-minded skaters that also ended up being really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's get into the, the young T-bone days, the early years. Dude. Okay. Let's, let's, I got a jar of the memory bank here. Let's see. Yeah. Did you, did you ever skate a park called Dwayne's world? <laughs> yeah. <Dude. laughs> Yo. So yeah, like I grew up like the first place I really like skated and seen real skateboarding and like the whole, all of it was a skate park called State Line, right by Carowinds. It was like an old fireworks shop. Was this like before you moved from Pineville? That was kind of in between. I would stay with my aunt and uncle down in like Still Creek area, and that was like the place to be. You know, everyone was there. BMX skateboarding, and I was just a little grom like soaking it all in jumping down shit like fatty to flatty whatever but then moving to mooresville and being there full time it was like hang loose and then Dwayne's world sick and Dwayne's world was like this dude the sketchy dude just opened a skate park like i don't think he pulled permits he just opened it he built a fucking full pipe loop in the parking lot out front like on the main road we're like someone's gonna shut you down dude like it's coming for you no doubt but that's funny because i like probably my earliest skate park experience i think was there and i remember looking up at that thing and it was just like so monolithic and i just (laughs) it was so awesome looking and i just assumed that every skate park had one of those yeah i dude i don't even remember what i thought i think my parents dropped me off there one time and they were like what the fuck is this like is this allowed can you do like are you gonna ride that like what <laughs> so I, that's crazy you, you used to skate there too i wouldn't say i skate i skated there but yeah. like when i got my first board my dad was like oh where should i take you probably the skate park and go drop you off at the sketchy skate park no i was too little to even be dropped off he was like babysitting <laughs> me you know I but think- i i did drop in on the mini ramp that was my first drop in was at Dwayne's world sick and i would okay. drop i would drop in and then just like jump off my board because i didn't know how to go fakie <laughs> and then i tried going fakie one time and just completely like went splat you know how you lean yeah. too far yeah. forward and, <laughs> yeah I, I, trying to find your balance yeah i cried like a little i'm pussy. trying to remember like the layout i remember it was like super early 2000 skate park like super bmx influence like yeah big ramps for wall spine i'm trying to think of like some I just remember like aluminum skateboards were like a thing back then. Huh. Like you remember aluminum skateboards? They were like kind of a just a gimmick. No, I remember like some dude, he was like a 
local fucking hang loose dude and he would jump the spine to flat all the time and his board would just bend in half <laughs> and that's, that's like my memory of a lot of memories from there but that was like one that always stuck out some dude just flying out to flat uh-huh oh, that's a trip <laughs> yeah yeah good times i do remember hang loose pretty well though um they would always they would have like the rock climbing wall mm-hmm. and the arcade and everything inside that was kind of like a little kid in paradise, but it really was, dude. I'd get dropped off there with a skateboard, my BMX bike, like at open, before open, whatever it was, like nine o'clock, ten o'clock, and be there all day long. Damn, you were a local. <laughs> you were probably a- running that joint. That's sick. Did you ever drop in on the vert ramp? I did, dude. It took me probably multiple trips, probably a span of like a few months to actually do it. Uh-huh. Just getting heckled. Like, I don't know, would sit up there for like hours ready to drop in and someone would like be like, what the fuck are you doing? Drop in. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. I definitely dropped in on that and felt super sick. Yeah. You were sick if you could do that. It would always be like, yeah. you'd hear whispers of like, if you're around the park, it's like that kid with the blue helmet dropped dude, in on the vert rites ramp. of passage for the yeah. vert ramp. I remember older dudes, I think Chuck Powell used to, I never, I don't know. He probably skated there. I probably seen him was like, whoa, this guy, but he'd always call a mistake on the lake. A mistake on the <laughs> I lake. I guess they like <laughs> totally built the vert ramp super wrong, like bad tranny, too much flat. I don't know, but I, I, I didn't know anything else. I was like, this is sick. Yeah. No, I mean, like looking back on it, I remember I kind of went there in two phases. Like I was first interested in skating when I was like eight or nine years old. And then I, I guess I quit or lost interest. And then later I went back after a few years when I was a little more aware. Yeah. And I noticed how like terrible and sketchy that park was. <laughs> There's like nails sticking out. Everything's rusty. Yeah. There's big ass holes in the ramp. No maintenance whatsoever. Yeah. Like, they just like, they built it and just left it to die. So pretty much. I wish like knowing what I know now, like if we could have like gotten those ramps, like I have no idea where they went, but mm-hmm. that would have been epic. Oh, truly. Yeah. Right on. So good times at uh, Dwayne's World and, uh, and Hang Loose. <laughs> Coolest name for a skate park too. You know, it's just like Shaka. Like, 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 what do the kids like? What do the kids say these days? Like, yeah, Hang Loose, Hang Loose, bro. Like, boom, yeah. we got it. That was sick though. Like, that was pretty rad to have growing up. All of those, like, so, I mean, you think like some people don't have anything? They're just skating mm-hmm. crappy asphalt driveways and parking lots like looking yeah. back on it, it was pretty rad to have that yeah where i actually learned how to like properly skate was the ymca skate park like the little yellow one on the tennis court oh and davidson yeah dude that was so much fun yeah yeah We'd go I, there I, I, all the time like my buddy quasi and andrew and nikki would like go swim mm-hmm. and then just skate like all day yeah so sick that was my i got my first job there i was like skate park supervisor really so i'd clock in and skate for three hours and then clock out and i was like (laughs) like damn working is easy and then once i eventually got a real job i was like oh okay i get it now that's a pretty cool first shot yeah yeah it was rad i don't think we ever went there when it was open we're probably like like, anti-everything like we're gonna sneak in we're gonna sneak in yeah there's definitely like a spot in the fence you could pull up and go under yeah that was us totally nobody really gave a shit but uh one thing i do think was really cool about that park that i'd like to see at more parks is you could like set the timer on the lights so you could go there at night and go to the box and like turn a dial and the lights would come on autom- like the lights would come on and then even if you left and didn't turn them off they were on kind of a timer so they would go off after a certain amount of inactivity i don't think we ever knew that yeah damn hey. that w- 
don't think, dude, that would have been awesome. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of power to leave to some young kids. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but it makes sense. There's like so many great parks that go underutilized just being that when it's dark, nobody can use them. Exactly. And that's why all parks should be built with lights. If it's in the budget, of course, I mean, sometimes it's not feasible, but that should be like a prerequisite, like in the budget. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then continuing our legendary indoor skate park saga, we've got the boardroom, of course. Boardroom. Did you log some time there? Logged a lot of time at boardroom. Mm-hmm. Um, when at first, I mean, that was like the talk of the area when that was being built, you know, like indoor skate park, like, okay, yeah. it's on, you know. And do you remember how bad the first design was? Ooh, too much, way too much, and <laughs> way too much going on in a little space, dude. I mean, that's a lot, that's a big gamble building an indoor park first off and in Cornelius and over there, like totally going for it. I forget who, like the whole story behind it, the guy that opened it, but the ramp was super sick. The big mini mm-hmm. ramp, vert ramp type deal. Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just, of course, think of Baker, Baker demo when it first opened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was hectic. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely hectic. Um, but yeah, boardroom, boardroom was fucking awesome. Yeah, I do. Um, I wasn't really good enough at transition to skate that ramp at the time, but looking back on it, having an indoor ramp of that size was, that was, was really a blessing and yeah, wish I had taken more advantage of it. Um, no, definitely. I wish, oh, yeah, I would have too. Like it was just such a weird layout. Like, I guess it kind of had everything you wanted, a good mini ramp, a random massive it wasn't even a ver wall just a massive like it was like a 12 foot tall mellow quarter it was was, it was like a ninja warrior wall like a because it was no vert and kids that's what kids would do they would just run up it the whole time and you're like what are you doing like yeah that's that's very well put i've never thought of it that way but absolutely i think i like axel stalled it once and i was like i can skate vert now that's 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 a pretty big deal (laughs) i mean no but (laughs) getting there like you're working for it yeah and they had the massive a-frame rail do you remember that i do that was like that was like uh it's kind of like a death trap they eventually took it out and made it like a pyramid when they remodeled which i think worked out a lot better definitely but yeah that rail was psycho i don't think anybody besides like the baker team ever hit that thing (laughs) <laughs> I mean, dude i used to go at it i don't know oh what, yeah yeah i mean yeah we'd Damn. be like let's, you know like back then it's like session the gap we're gonna jump down the gap for an hour then we're gonna jump down the rail for an hour you could do it back then like whatever yeah uh you're probably on a slightly higher caliber than i was uh, I, was, <laughs> I was probably like picking my nose and trying to figure just out how to going for pop it pop shove it or whatever just going for it jump off a building just Huck stuff. Yeah. There were a lot of great montages. Like when uh when YouTube was kind of the move. Oh yeah. Before there were a whole lot of kind of instant social media right. platforms where your videos were instantaneous. Yeah, it was yeah, like you had to have some patience and like sit through it. Yeah, it was like a big deal to go out with your one homie who had a camera and, and produce like a three or four minute YouTube montage. No doubt. No and, doubt. And um yeah, I think probably one of the first times I witnessed your skating was in Rob Russell's videos. Do you remember that guy? Dude, yeah, totally. He, he was a 704, Cornelius. 704 skate. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and in my in my opinion, he was kind of like ahead of the curve. Like he saw the trend of like skateboard web content and he kind of did it before anyone that I that I was aware of. 
doing it in yeah, that area no. at least. Rob, so to backtrack a little bit, I grew up a good friend of mine, Parker Worthington. Like he was one of the first people I ever met that got like interested in filming. Like mm-hmm. in probably like ninth grade, I don't even know, ninth grade, maybe younger, like he just always had a camera, was always down to film. And I think he probably, I mean, I can't speak for people, but probably like motivated a lot of other people to film. And actually, I'll retract that and go back. The first person I met that filmed skateboarding was Nate Stout. No shit. From Salisbury, yeah. Uh-huh. Like he would come to Mooresville. He was super good friends with Nikki, Nikki Porcello. And he was the first dude. And we, he was super young filming skateboarding. So it's crazy like to f- see those people that like choose that first and stay with it for years you know yeah like nate parker and then rob are like the first people i knew that were like filming at a young age Mm -hmm. i know rob eventually went on to do something like legitimate in video production too so oh he's killing it yeah i don't i don't know what he's up to now but you know anything about him now i i think the last time i saw rob i was with jesse we were traveling back or to somewhere and he Wanted a Park Shark shirt. He ordered one, or I don't know what it was, but we went to his house in Raleigh and like hung out. But that's been, that's probably been four or five years ago now, mm-hmm. maybe longer. But that's the last time I saw him. But I know he's he's killing it in the film world or industry, whatever he's doing. Yeah. And uh, same thing with Nate Stout. He kind of leaned into like the YouTube thing, and I feel like his videos are kind of killing it now, too. Yeah, dude, definitely. Um, He. I mean, he always filmed, like Mm -hmm. he filmed, we did first, I guess, time I filmed a video part was This Is Reality, which was super sick because it was like Parker and Nate Stout working together to like way ahead of their times. And like in that time period, like filming, it it just seemed like, like they were just killing it. I don't know. They were just like way ahead of everyone and just had a vision that we obviously didn't have. We were just like skating and, oh, you're going to film is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Nate's out in LA still filming, killing it, like doing whatever he does. Yeah. And, and I can speak for the community of probably slightly less talented skaters in that area <laughs> that we, we really looked up to that, you know, that this is reality thing, like, like having a properly done local video right. really created like a lot of buzz and, and, you know, made us stoked to get better and, uh, made all of my friends who filmed like more hyped on filming and That's rad. contributed That's rad to, to the contributed to the ecosystem yeah for sure um, i mean i was i remember i forget, i don't i mean they premiered at a neighborhood theater i mean we were kids i don't even think we were like 19 20 i don't know how i don't think we could drink legally at that point but i just remember it being like whoa this is epic like a legit skate video at a legit theater yeah you know looking back on it now like looking at the stuff we were doing i, I mean i guess it was good and cool at the time but i'm like man now but those are definitely rad times for sure. Well, that's kind of the beauty of being young and like, you know, <laughs> you have so many new experiences so yeah. often that like you may look back and think like, oh, that was kind of whack. But yeah, yeah, at the time you have no idea. Uh, you're yeah. like, you're like, oh, 15 people came. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm a rock star. For I'm, sure. I'm banging like hell yeah. Oh, in the moment. We're, we're was, on top of the world. Yeah, yeah. You feel like a rock star. You're like, I'm doing something like people are fucking stoked on us. Yeah. But yeah, it was super rad. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this is reality, super sick video. Um, I, did you have like an intro skit? <laughs> Weren't you like, you were like sleeping outside or something? Yeah, dude. I th- <sighs> so I think we were trying to, 
I mean, obviously there was skate videos. Like you grew up watching them. Like some don't do intros. It's just like raw straight to it. Jevons. Yeah. You know, I mean the classic skate video, but I don't know. We were just like trying to do what we thought was cool and like something different and like make it bigger than it was, I guess. I don't know. So we're all like, let's do cool intros for everybody. And the camera work was like really proper. Dude, like it looked like they were on like dollies and shit. Parker they had Worthington, really like, good like colors and stuff. He was so good at what he did. Still is like, so yeah. We, I think he would kind of let everyone pick and choose what they wanted to do. And if they didn't really have an idea, they would kind of just figure it out for him. But yeah, that was. I was like, I guess let's. You know, like you sleep in, you wake up next to the you're in the woods next to the water whatever and jump off this cliff and like land at the skate spot you know at the time we're like that's the coolest thing ever like that would be so sick you just appear there so yeah that's what we did i don't know yeah it's a trip that's dope yeah yeah and that's that's not even that corny i thought it was going to be more corny but that's kind (laughs) of that's kind of cool i haven't i haven't gone back and watched it i should have done my research and really you know If, if i watch that now i would probably fucking yeah that'd be pretty cringe now but i mean it, it was a great time but yeah i, would, <laughs> I mean yeah that's a long time ago shit yeah no super good stuff again you perpetuated the skate culture in the area yeah. by uh yeah just firing off a dope ass full-length video which is not easy to do by any means um so yeah Props to props to you and the gang for pulling that one together. Thank you. Got me fired up, got me stoked, and it obviously left an impression since I'm talking to you about it right. ten years later or whatever. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, yeah. However long. <laughs> oh, I gotta yeah. All right. So I need to get to the bottom of this. Okay, what you got? What you got? Who are the park sharks? How did that come to be? Okay. And what's the initiation process for uh, getting in? <laughs> get beat in you get beat in that's it dude everyone gets beat in you get thrown in a hole you gotta stay there for a few days and like claw your way out now what park sharks let's see okay do you know tomas Lowe? i know of him because i would see him around the parks i don't know him personally so tomas moved here i don't know i think i just graduated high school so whatever like 18 19 and tomas moved here went to lake norman and it's just, just, you know, like the new kid in town from Europe. So you're like, whoa, what's this kid all about? What's he doing? Like, Where's he from? He's from Belgium. Okay. Right yeah. On. So obviously you're like, well, this kid's interesting. He's cool. What's he doing? He's got his weird gear on and he's skating all different. But we all started hanging out with him and skating with him. And I think he was like the first dude to kind of introduce like, you you can leave town and skate. Like you can drive two or three hours like at the time that was kind of like foreign to us like we're skating locally and filming that's like all we knew like maybe we'll drive to winston-salem raleigh but yeah but you're going to like street spots yeah essentially it was just like mission type stuff like that's all we were focused on but he was more of like the we can go to wilmington and like skate here and like meet all these people or we can go to richmond and like skate and meet all these people and then next thing you know it's like you've been all over the place and you like met all these super awesome people and so yeah that was like the first time you kind of seen there's more out there than your state or your town and that kind of started I mean he was pretty much the core him John Lasseter Jesse Peevler and like Drew Needleman I don't even know who's like the brainchild I guess it was like a collective of all of them you know Mm -hmm. 
just park sharks. It was kind of super corny in the beginning, you know, like how lame is that park sharks? But made a super sick graphic that just totally ripped off the Hells Angels. Oh, right Probably on. not the best idea, think, looking <laughs> back on it. like. But he... Uh, yeah, yeah. Y'all could have taken him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got this. Outlaws, what you want? We skate. We'll hit you in the head with our skateboards. But I don't even like. He was kind of like another Parker Worthington figure, where he was just like on some different shit at an early age, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and so we all just kind of jumped on that train, you know. We're like, this is cool. Like skating. That's where like skating transition too came more into the picture. Like going Asheville, Wilmington, Richmond, and stuff, and like. There's yeah. bowls, there's fur ramps, there's like all this other stuff that we never skated. So we're just like flailing around, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that is, I would say Tomas Lowe is Park Sharks. Right on. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm stoked we got to the bottom of this. I just played my small part and like, what, I don't know. Uh-huh. Print shirts, like hanging out with everybody. I don't know. Yeah, but your YouTube videos were definitely, I guess that's probably where I found them or where I like first heard about yeah like like what who who is this because because everything prior to that had been very like you know take this as reality for example or like even blaze du bois's video like um you know like well produced properly done skate videos and then i felt like the park sharks were more like satire like still good skating but like like comical and like i think that was like tomas's thing like he never took it too seriously or maybe he did and that's why it was so cool like it was obviously super lo-fi like taking a huge page out of like the anti-hero like tent yeah. city that whole like mm-hmm. just skating and traveling i mean that's definitely what it is you know like anti-hero yep and that whole just skating and traveling and pitching a tent and like whatever keep doing it again next morning skating 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 um so yeah, looking but those videos were sick and super funny. Yeah. As being my age now, I'm like that anti-hero style of video resonates with me so mm-hmm. much more than what I was into when I was a kid, like watching pros mash impossible flip tricks downstairs. Yeah. Dude. Um, like athlete style. Yes. And yeah, like I go back and watch like, you know, Tent City or like Fucktards or something now and it resonates with me so much. I'm like, yeah, I guess... To, just to prove your point, like ahead of his time, like he saw that that was yeah. a, a really cool way to enjoy skateboarding and brought a different perspective into the crew. So definitely. And I think that's what's up. I think, I don't know, like there, I feel like now more than ever, the like disconnect between like tranny skating and street skating is like hopefully a thing of the past. Like now everyone's can skate anything like dude can go grind a 30 stair handrail and then like do a 540 and a massive bowl like it's just (laughs) it's crazy like it doesn't even make sense but back then it was still a little more divided i guess people were like fucking you know bowl troll skating tranny like you you hate on what you don't understand or what you can't do i guess i don't Mm. know but once i found like transition i was like this is the funnest shit ever this is so cool and everyone's so cool like you don't get you don't get the cool guy skater shit. I mean, you do and you don't, but it just seemed way more welcoming and more of a fun time. You know, mm-hmm. it was more about the session than it was like the mission to go skate a spot, get kicked out, repeat, you know? And I was like, this is it. This is the shit. Yeah. Very well said. And a lot of people kind of discover that realm of skateboarding later on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my favorite times skating now are like backyard sessions and yes. stuff like that, where it is more about the energy in the session than it is like, 
getting a trick for um, sure. But did tranny skating come pretty easily to you? Because my problem was it just took me forever to get halfway decent at it. Dude, no, definitely not. I fucking, I probably was just flailing around, like imitating whatever I saw, you know, like, okay, learn how to like axle stall, rock to fakie. Like, I don't know. It was just, it was full on like watch and learn monkey see monkey do. Like, I guess you like skating a lot of street, you know, the tricks and then you can just kind of go for them. But it definitely takes a while. I mean, for me, it did for sure. And then, I mean, I still can't do a lot of shit, but I do what I can. <laughs> like, you know, it's a whole different deal. Well, you can tell, like, you know, a street skater might be able to, like, blunt kickflip out on a mini ramp. But that's a little different than, like, stand-up grinding in, like, True. a deep end. You know what you know, I mean? It's funny because, like, Nikki, Nikki's always like, I can't skate transition. And I'm like, dude, are you, are you kidding me? Like, dude will knock out a blunt kickflip, like, blunt half-cab hill, just shit... Like I've never seen anyone do. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't skate transition, which is funny because he like struggles with front side grinds. He can totally do them, but he's like, that's his like uh, kryptonite, you know, <laughs> like that. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. Like I can't do anything he can do. Like a blunt would take me a couple weeks, <laughs> but I could I could front side grind. Like it doesn't yeah. even seem like a trick to me, you know. Or like, yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Is like. <laughs> It's funny. Yeah, like you can you can almost categorize a transition skater not by like the individual tricks they do, but right. like the ability to, you know, like for sure, like grind a bowl, keep their speed going, like keep their lines going and stuff like it, that. So I think it bores a lot of people too, to be honest. Like it's like the age old like fast forward through a vert section or fast forward through like some or not even get the fucking creature video or anti hero video, <laughs> you know, like disregarded. Like so, like oh, you did like a fucking. 10 15 foot frontside grind like people are like that's like that's stupid is that even a trick <laughs> you know like i feel i don't know it's just funny but i think it's the sickest shit ever yeah um, and uh and in my opinion like bull skating is probably a little more conducive to longevity like it's a good way to age in skateboarding like yeah like jump. doing a like once you have your <laughs> once you have like your basics dialed in a bowl like you can kind of do them as as long as your body works, you yeah, know what I, I mean? I don't want to jump down gaps and handrails and like, yeah, I can just slide down concrete or wood and be okay for the most part. Like truly. Yeah, truly. <laughs> there are some freak accidents. So if you like get pitched to the flat, oh, like hang no up or doubt. something, There's, you can still get 100% rocked. Like. Oh, you're going to get the business at some point. There's no <laughs> doubt it's coming for you one day. Like you're never safe, but. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, yo. All right breaking your arm at the goat pen oh fuck what, what? <laughs> sick but yeah what, what happened there what, what's the story on that um, one it sucked uh <laughs> okay let's see um what was so we were doing concrete it was like the last day we we're doing the last piece before we could actually like ride it so we're like we're all super stoked like like once we get this done we can actually like see how this bowl is like did we just totally blow it or did we do okay it was kind of a big deal and uh, we're like doing our thing. It's I think it was like it might have even snowed a little bit that day, but what was the last piece you did? Was it like the flat bottom? It was the flat bottom okay. of like the big pocket that's kind of like yeah. to vert. Wasn't much concrete, but I think it we mixed bags, so you know it's like a slow and low process. But dude, it was like instant karma. I feel like because <laughs> I fucking bunch of people were there, hands on deck, which is always super awesome, but. It's like when concrete time comes, everyone wants to touch it. Everyone wants to get a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. And 
it's like you can do more harm than good sometimes. True. Okay. And like no offense to anyone, but like I'm in there like doing my thing, screeding in, people are just slapping around. I'm like, I think I told people, I was like, yo, could you guys fuck off? <laughs> and like, and then like 15 minutes later, whatever, I fucking broke my wrist. Oh. And it, it, like the first thing I thought of was like, dude, that was instant karma. Like I was a dick and the universe just fucking slapped my ass. That's, that's probably the one time in your life you've ever been a dick too. So, yeah, <laughs> the, the universe was like chill, chill, that's chill, funny. chill. But, but yeah, I was I was riding Bert's board. Bert like showed up, started skating, and like Seth, young Seth was cruising around. So I was like, oh, I'm fucking. We're just waiting for concrete to cure or dry. I'll I'll cruise around. And just were, you, were you like were people carving around the flat bottom? No, part not really. We were like, okay. stay away from here, but you can cruise over there and. uh Dude, I just did like a kick turn <laughs> and I mean, I, I, for people that get hurt, I, we all do, but like, it just happens so quick and you don't even like feel it. So I like stood up and was like, oh, it's kind of a weird sensation in my wrist and like pulled my sleeve back and it was like, you know, the, the classic, like bent as shit ass, you know? And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Can someone drive me to the, the hospital real quick? <laughs> Bummer. Like, yeah, that sucked. Yeah, and, um, and didn't you put in a lot of work, like kind of volunteering at the Goat Pen too? To like, what was your role in all that? I don't. Uh, my role. <laughs> um, I don't know. So Seamus McKeon parents or like family has owned that spot for years, and like it's kind of used to have an indoor skate park there for him and his brother and stuff. Moved away. Seamus moved away. Came back and was like. I don't know how it came about, but he's like, I want to build a, a skate park or a bowl or something for us. That's like concrete. You know, he, I guess he, it's like, we know people that do it. We've got the resources. It was kind of like this perfect mix of like having all the stuff already there since his parents had a concrete business, you know, they had rebar, they had forms, wood. It was just like, Whoa, like this all totally makes sense. Why wouldn't we do this? Mm-hmm. And went through a couple different initial, phases of trying to figure out how to start totally freestyle construction you know like no real plans I guess but I've just helped you know like whatever they need like you know I've got some knowledge so I can kick it to them um we just went for it you know yeah right just on total going for it yeah so you, you you dip your toes and you dip your toes in you help out yeah. selflessly donate your time and effort <laughs> yeah. and then you get absolutely wrecked by the bull on the first time you try to skate yeah. it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you kind of all like i don't know yeah that's it that's <laughs> yeah it's like hey thanks for your help here's real, a broken wrist real blood sweat and tears literally but Fuck. yeah dude and that was like the first thing i skated when i was like felt comfortable enough was the go pin Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went back there like oh. oh you had to conquer your demons, huh? Yeah, I had to get back right back on the horse. I was like, I gotta do this. Like went there with a wrist guard and I think I was rocking a helmet too. I was like, I'm playing this shit safe. Did you ride Bert's board? Hell no, dude. <laughs> Those little custom cut boards, I'm so sketched of that now. <laughs> and riding other I've learned my lesson so many times riding other people's boards. You know, like forget my board or I'm like drunk and I'm like, Oh yeah, like this will be sick. Let me jump on your cruiser board fucking horrible idea yeah when you were like filming for videos did you ever break a board and like try to get something on someone else's board that is a good 
Probably so, yeah. yeah. Probably, I can't remember a specific time, but yeah, I'm sure like grabbing Nikki's board or Andrew's board, like, you you know, you're so in the zone, like back then, like trying to trick, like you're not stopping until you're fucking fully tapped. Especially like if you're getting close, like, yeah, yeah like give me your board, I'll figure it out. You're like possessed by a demon or something at that For point. Sure. It's like no physical yeah. object can stop you. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're in a different realm, like you're blacking out almost. It's crazy. That 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 was a sick feeling, like having that feeling in skateboarding. <clears throat> is maybe not the most fun thing, but it's like, it's just sick. That determination and that like fuel, it's yeah. hard to get that now, but that's, that's pretty sick. It's hard to get that if you're just like an average person that doesn't have like a challenging hobby, you know what For I mean? Sure, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's like, that's why skateboarding kind of has like a, a cult mentality about it sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. I was skater die, <laughs> skater die, man, skater die, dude. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I would imagine a lot of athletes get into that zone. Like, I don't think you're going to get into that zone playing golf <laughs> or like fucking being a spectator in football. You know, like the dipshits that are like, oh, you still skate? Like, what do you do? You still watch TV? Fucking jabroni? <laughs> like, get get away from me. Yeah. But I'm sure in like <clears throat> any other activity, you can easily get into that zone, you know? Yeah. That's where the magic happens. That's where shit's going down. True. Um when you were filming for um, either This Is Reality or maybe even Black Sheep, um, I'm going to grab a beer, so I'll let you think about this one, but do you have any like funny or memorable kick-out stories? Kid getting kicked out? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, probably so many. I got to like, yeah, I got to tap the bank. Let's see. Yeah, you need a, you need <laughs> I will take one. Thank you. I'm trying to think if there's anything worth like actually... Besides just standard run-of-the-mill kickouts. Uh, you never sized up any security guards or got in a fight or anything like that? I'm just trying to think. I'm sure we got close. I mean, like, are we still live, too? We're still kicking? Yeah. No doubt. No fucking doubt. <laughs> um, I don't know, dude. Shit. Like, obviously, like, growing up watching skate videos and, like, Baker shit and all the hijinks. Like, pe- people, like, fighting security guards or, like, fucking ripping boards out of their hands. I think secretly everyone probably wants to, like, do that. Like, <laughs> like you feel like a fucking badass probably. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Like, I think back then, too, it was, like, you were you're so focused on, like, s- filming and getting a trick. Like, if you got kicked out, you were just like, whatever, fuck it, we're out of here. But... I'm sure there was some fucking memorable moments like running. I'm sure we I'm sure we did some bad shit. I can't honestly think of anything off the top right. of my head that's like, oh damn. Uh, but uh, next. Definitely a lot of shit <laughs> happened in the sessions and around getting kicked out, I'm sure. For sure. I'll take over that question if, if you want. Yeah, let I, me let me see what you got. Well, this one is actually I do have one really funny one, but the first time in my life I ever defied authority, I was oh, probably shit. like 12 or 13. And you know that three flat three in Davidson, like the little double set? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I was like really juiced because I had just learned how to ollie that. And that was like a big milestone. And I went there with my friend who didn't skate. And I was like, dude, I, like I can jump down this. And he's like, bullshit. Like, he's like, you can't jump down that. And I was like, I can fucking do it. Watch this. And I went to I went to try it and like, you know, kicked kicked one or two of them out. And then this professor came out from the building and was like, give me the skateboard. <laughs> and yeah. I, I was like a good kid. You know, my parents had raised me well. Like, right. you know, I was respectful and I did good in school and all that shit. Never got in trouble. And I was just like, holy shit. If I give this guy my skateboard, I won't have it anymore. <laughs> like, What do I do? Yeah, it was just- really like, I was just, oh. 
Like, well, that was like, your first moment of like, damn, I'm going to defy authority. Yeah. And like my heart was beating so fast. And what I did is I just <laughs> wa- started walking away. <laughs> Fight or flight. Like, yeah, I was like, uh, leave. yeah, no, I, and I, I might have said no. I might have been like, no, no, sir. But, but I said it like a question. I was like, <laughs> no. How was Yeah. Like, I mean, you're young. You don't know. Like, like is if a, I do say no, are you going to like escalate this? Yeah. Like is a bolt of lightning going to come out of the sky <laughs> and fry me on the spot? <laughs> I mean, when we were, I mean, shit, even now, probably like the innate thing to do is just run. Like no matter what, like it was like, oh, cops are here or like security's here. Just run. Like, especially being young, it's like. Oh, there's no bigger adrenaline rush. It's so much dude, fun, too. Yeah, you like get off on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're hiding in bushes or like what you think. You feel like, oh my God, we're getting away with it. I mean, I would probably to this day, if I were, nah, to this day, I would just sit there and be like, what's up? Sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> we'll get out of here. Fuck. <laughs> shoot the shit with them. Yeah. But. There's probably a moment where, like, just being a young, hot-headed dipshit, you know, like, skate. I think we were skating UNCC, Charlotte, and uh, security guards, probably actual police there. I don't know. But we were just, like, talking shit to them, like, weren't having it. And I was running my fucking mouth, probably like a dipshit, like, who knows, just like, fuck you, you can't tell us what to do, like, skater. And I feel like, I feel like someone got arrested. Maybe Nikki got, like arrested like i think they found a bb gun in his car and like since we were fucking like being lippy with them you know they were like all right well fuck these kids like we're gonna come search your cars and shit you know Hmm. but just moments like that we're just talking shit to security guards i don't know if anything ever really went down i'm sure it did yeah (laughs) i'll shout out my boy jay so we're in downtown richmond and we're skating that suntrust plaza where the granite benches are no doubt yeah and that's like a spot you gotta hit and get out like gilbert did it yeah and uh i was we were trying to film like a little instagram video and i was like yeah let me get a crook on this ledge like real quick because we could already see the security guard i'm like we we got like you know about we have about a 30 second session here before we're you know got the boot so i landed it and we're all like stoked like yeah you got a trick and then security guard's walking over to us and he's got a camera and he starts trying to take pictures of us he's like you can't be here we're gonna get you for trespassing <laughs> and like right as he's about to take our picture jay like drops his pants and moons the guy Sick. and the dude <laughs> the dude takes a picture of his ass that's pretty fucking <laughs> and epic. we're like ah! we like ran away giggling like little kids of course yeah yeah epic. we were like 25 years old <laughs> Okay, that's a little, I mean, still sick. Hell yeah. yeah I mean, uh, it was awesome. Damn, that makes me bummed. I can't remember any epic stories. Now I'm going to like be thinking about this tonight and text you like, yeah, okay, yeah, we did this shit. Or like, oh, someone broke this. Yeah, dude, we could even do a round two. We can get you back in here sometime. I'm with it. Sick. You ended up working for Artisan for a while. Is that correct? I did, yes. Putting in your time with the skate park, <laughs> skate park construction. Skateboarding. Yeah. Uh, you you say it jokingly, but that is pretty much the most tangible way you can contribute to the skate culture, in my opinion, is build structures for people to skate on. Um, so how was, what was your process like for quote unquote, getting your foot in the door? Because a lot of kids probably have that dream of like, I like to skate. I don't like school. I don't really want to go to college. Right. I could build skate parks, yeah. you know, like how was that? How'd that go down for you? So that, okay. So let's see. Okay, so going back like Park Sharks, Tomas, Jesse, John, and those guys, 
we kept hearing about this guy in Concord that was building a bowl in his backyard. And for us, that was like huge because no one around us that close had like a bowl or backyard like that was unheard of. So we were Mm -hmm. like, whoa, that's who is this? We got to meet him. We got to find out. And so like, I guess it gets done and Chuck Powell like hit us up. I was like, hey, there's a session at this dude Joe's Bowl. Um, So we show up, you know, not knowing what the hell to expect. And this dude has a fucking 10 foot deep bowl in his backyard. Right. So we're like, yeah, Concord right by like wherever it is in Concord. But like our minds are blown. Like, holy shit. We just hit the jackpot. Like we got to become best friends with this guy. And it turns out he's like, I think when I met Joe, he was like 40, mid forties, whatever, like quit skateboarding for like 15 years and like refound it in like his late forties and just Mm -hmm. build a massive concrete bowl. So it was like what he grew up riding. Yeah. So we meet this guy or like, holy shit, you're the man. Let's get to know you. And he has to like pour the decks of the bowl. And so of course we're like, we'll help you. Like, let us know when and what we need. Yeah. And I think it was like the next week or whatever. So I, I show up and help him pour his flats, you know? Okay. And at that point in my life, I'm kind of like in limbo. I was working at uh if you're familiar with tenders and Cornelius, I actually have a story for you after okay, this, so but yeah, that was like not my first job, but like one of my second or third restaurant jobs, you know, just whatever, filling it out, just working a job as a yeah. youngster. Had you like finished high school at this point? I had, I think I was like 21. Okay. And, and, and so you didn't go to college or, or anything like I that? I did. I, well, I tried, I think I took like a year off and then I went to CPCC for a few semesters and mm-hmm. I just couldn't, like I didn't have the bandwidth at the moment to deal with it. I was like, I just spent 12 years in school. Like I can't do this shit. I need yeah. to go like get out there. Um, it was like majoring in business. Like I had no clue, just freestyling it. You yeah. Know? So funny story is like they were actually opening a PDQ up the road. That was like the franchised version of tenders, right? which going off on a tangent, but anyways, like was set to open that. And I was like trying to get more money and they weren't working with me. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I quit. And I just met Joe and was helping him do concrete at his bowl and was like, you know, quit my job, like trying to figure it out. Not sure what to do. And he's like, well, maybe I can get you a job doing this. And I'm like, building like what concrete building skate parks. Cause to backtrack a little bit, he built the bowl, half of it himself, and then he hired Artisan to finish the rest, the deep end. And they were like, whoa, you know what you're doing. Obviously, like, you framed this, dug it, concreted it, like, would you want a job? Mm-hmm. And I think Joe was kind of in limbo at the point. I don't quite remember, but he was like, yeah, building skate parks? That sounds like I'm rediscovering skateboarding. I'll go build skate parks. And then I kind of like hung on to him. He didn't promise me a job, but like said he could try. So I kind of hung on to that for like a few months. was just unemployed, hanging out, skating, having a good time probably. And three months or so later, like I met the owner, Andy Duck, and he gave me a shot. There you go. Yeah. So long-winded intro to Artisan. Yeah, right on. Uh, How long did you work for him? I think I worked for Artisan probably five-ish years, give or take. Yeah. Seemed like a lot longer, but yeah, five years. That's a good bid. 
That's a good, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, what are some of your favorite parks you worked on? Favorite parks. Let's think about that for this a second. This can be either favorite parks skate-wise or favorite parks like experience-wise, like ones that were fun to build. Maybe Dude. you had a good crew or it was in a cool yeah. area or there something. There was a lot of them. I mean, they were all super fun. I'd say my favorite was Burlington, Vermont. Nice. Never had been to like New England area and we were there for like six months. I think the whole crew was there. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. Massive skate park. It was actually, we were building a grind line design, artisan build. It was like 27,000 square feet, which is Mm -hmm. pretty damn big. You know, that took us a good chunk of time. It was just epic, dude. Like Lake Champlain's up there ball kayaks we're all kayaking and fishing staying in cabins like hiking it was just epic yeah good times sounds really sick um the the lifestyle of the skate park builder is like (laughs) blah (laughs) one eight from from what i've seen it's very like uh i know a couple of guys that work for skate park companies and i've had some really good times with nick sizer we uh out in colorado no doubt. Yeah, he's been getting getting work through uh, Team Pain. And one time I went out there to visit him in Denver, and uh, they were just staying in like this dope Airbnb, like yes. uh, in, in one of the coolest cities in the country. For sure. And But then on the flip side of that, it's really hard to have like stability or like a home life, quote unquote. So definitely. I, I'm, I'm not going to like put words in your mouth or make too many assumptions, but um, yeah, I would assume that's kind of what brought you back to back to your hometown. Definitely. I mean, the main reason, I guess there's two main reasons I quit. Obviously, I had a girlfriend at the time and that was like straining it, traveling long distance, like, do you know, like, what do you do? Yeah. You got to make a decision. And then my brother started his company, um, Bigs Electrical. And he called me like one day and was like, I'm starting a business. Would you be interested in working with me? You know, and at the time I was like, "Eh, I kind of like what I'm doing now. This is pretty sick. Like it's kind of my dream job, but I knew it wasn't sustainable long term, you know, Mm -hmm. like I don't want to be 40, 45, like finishing concrete. Like I'll be donezo, just ripped hard on the body, huh? Oh, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, it's, and it's a hard lifestyle if you choose it to be that way. And, uh, so that was kind of my way out was like, dude, honestly, that was probably one of the hardest, hardest things I've ever done was quit working for artisan. Like, I mean, being a skateboarder, being young and like having the opportunity to do that, like travel to places you've never been like out of the con- first time I ever went out of the country was with artisan, um, no shit. Sweden. So that was, we'll talk about more favorite jobs, but you know, and just getting exposed to so much that skateboarding has to offer from building stuff and feeling super like the most gratifying thing I've ever done, you Mm -hmm. know, like people actually be stoked, you know, on the super tangible thing that's going to be around like after you're dead and gone. Like to me, that's like the coolest thing ever, Mm -hmm. you know, versus like, Oh, I just like change the GFI for fucking Jerry over here that doesn't give a shit and is going to bitch about the price. You know, (laughs) it's like the, (laughs) the fulfillment I would get from that is way more for sure. But, uh, yeah, the work-life balance was tough going back to that, you know? Like, yeah. So, so there's, like, no way to be one foot in, one foot out. Like, you have to be fully willing well, to, like, commit to the lifestyle. No, I think you can. Now, more than ever, like, I think the skate park 
building industry has shifted a lot. Like back in the day, like before I even did it, it was a little more like raw and more like, like we're just going for it. You know, like mm-hmm. the grind lines, the dreamlands are like, we're just fucking building skate parks. We're going crazy. We might, we might lose money doing this, you know? We're just making it happen. And now it's more like structured, it feels like, where people are like, oh, now we stay in nice Airbnbs versus camping out or sleeping <laughs> on the ground, you know? Like, um, people get W-2s, you know? They, like, it's it feels more structured and professional and, like, I don't know, probably a lot of things to attribute to that. Skateboarding in the Olympics, like, popularity of skateboarding is kind of lame sometimes, but also it's great in a lot of ways for who doesn't want a skate park in their town. Yeah. But, um, I just lost my track of thought, but the balance. Yeah. I mean, so going back to that is like some companies will let you like freestyle it. Like you want to come in like help us out for a few weeks on concrete and then go back home and do your thing. Um, you know, whatever it's like, whatever the boss thinks, whatever the employees thinks, like whatever works, you know, mm-hmm. but and my, it, my time was kind of all or nothing. Like if I'm going to yep. work for my brother, like that's kind of a full-time gig. I would love to like share the workload and like, which I still do concrete work every now and then if I can, like I get calls all the time. Would you want to work on this? Would you want to help on that? And I'm like, fuck, I wish, <laughs> but it's tough. There's definitely no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when you first started working for the, for Artisan, like, you had pretty much just met this random guy and helped on, on, on his backyard bowl and he happened to kind of know somebody. Yeah. It's not like you really had a background in construction. Like, so did you get a lot of your sort of training or expertise kind of on the job? Yeah, absolutely. Shout out Joe bot, Joe Fagan, big shout out. Um, yeah, like I never touched concrete in my life, you know, like uh-huh. I had no idea. The only thing I knew how to do was I could actually weld. No shit. Yeah, my high school had a class called Agricultural Mechanics, and they taught you, like, all the basics of, like, trades, kind of, like, electrical, like, woodworking, and they had a whole metal fabrication shop, which, thinking about it now, is super sketchy, having a bunch of 15-year-old kids, like, around plasma cutters and (laughs) oxyacetylene tanks, like, it's fucking insane for a school to do yeah but, but it's also like really sick and dude it was my one of my favorite classes i took like yeah. three years of it learned to like stick weld um oxyacetylene like the whole nine uh, yeah i would absolutely love to see more of that in public education should it's it's so jacked to be like sitting in a fucking shoebox learning about you know lizards and politics or whatever the fuck <laughs> i don't know who needs to know about lizards <laughs> you know, know it's just like <laughs> like how are you gonna take this this theoretical knowledge like i don't know calculus or whatever like how's that gonna get you a job how's that arming you with skills like i'm, I'm pretty jaded i did the whole college thing it was rough on me right it took a long time and eventually i found a program that was like a- applicable to a career but right not a lot of people are that lucky and uh, right and that's the thing I mean like someone like me that didn't have the clear path where I was like oh I want to do this like I was clueless I just knew whatever like I was like got through school now I'm hanging out like what's next I'll figure it out as I go type do I never mm-hmm. had that clear vision of like I'm going to be a civil engineer yeah. or I'm going to be a dentist it just didn't wasn't there for me so I'm always like kind of not jealous by any means, but I'm like, damn, good for you for like knowing that way before and whatever got you to that point, you know? Yeah. But a um, lot of, I mean, a lot of people, it's, it's kind of nice that college wasn't like thrusted down your 
throat, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know right. anything about your parents or whatever, right. but sounds like they were cool with you just kind of like working some jobs and yeah. like discovering your identity more before you right. committed to like, I'm going to spend $50,000 right, on right. education that I don't know if I'm going to like. I think a lot of it is like, obviously let's let him make, you know, let's let our kids make their personal decisions. Like we'll support it and suggest it, but if they don't want to do it or they're unsure, why would we like, especially if we can't financially support them to do it all the way, like let's not necessarily push them into like 40 plus and now it's probably way more thousand dollars of debt, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm at this point in my life, I'm super grateful to not have that. Like seeing people I know like burdened with that debt and a lot of people I know don't re- even remotely work in their degrees, which mm-hmm. isn't a bad thing. I mean, you can whatever, like life happens, you deal with the cards you're dealt and like go work in something else. You might be super stoked, but I think now more than ever, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's everything's out there. You'll yeah. find it like the internet. You can fucking learn how to be anything. Yeah. Like you can learn how to code and become a coder like in a couple months. I mean, not saying it's that easy, but if you really want to do it, you can do if it. If you have the drive, you, you can, there's the like, drive. there's so much knowledge and Absolutely. like so much free resources out there to learn how to do whatever you want to do. I completely Absolutely. agree with that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we live in a cool age in that sense. Like yes. if I need to, if I need to replace a headlight on my car and I don't know shit about cars, like I can look up on YouTube how to do it. And then like, no doubt. boom, like me and Sam had a really sick moment where we, uh, Sam, what did we replace your starter? Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we had, <laughs> we had no fucking idea what we were doing and we learned how to replace this starter and had this dope, like victorious moment in the street where we're yes. like, yeah, we can do this. Yeah. DIY. You might go down a fucked up rabbit hole though before you get there, but true it can be done oh, like it like be done. like having too much knowledge available is is also kind of dangerous because yeah. for example if i want to start a podcast and i look up how to start a podcast there's going to be <laughs> it's endless there's going to be seven million videos that say you need to do this here's what you need to right. download you need to do this and that and and some of it like contradicts itself and, right it's like where's the clear blueprint for this shit what's up yeah give me the and, one two three fours yeah and there's no replacement for like actually trying something and learning from right. your own mistakes or whatever absolutely um so all that being said your brother owns an electrical company yeah yeah and you never had any formal training in electrical work either <laughs> everything i've done i've just been thrown into the fire and figured out um <laughs> yeah same like artisan did have the welding background, so it was like was able to. Were you like welding rebar and coping and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. actually so applied it to your work I think site. W- one of the first jobs, first jobs I ever did. Like I was kind of like Joe was like I was under his wing, like right hand man. Like you know, you get hired, he's gonna show you the ropes. And we were in Vicksburg, Mississippi, and uh, you know, learning whatever. And I. Didn't even didn't even cross my mind like to tell these guys like yo I know how to weld I didn't even think about it like probably didn't even think you needed to know or need that in skate park building and I was like oh shit I can weld dude like I'll do that and so Joe's like oh fuck yeah okay cool you know how to weld like boom and so long story short Joe ended up like breaking his leg in Baltimore um and was just out you know and he was the main welder mm-hmm. and so immediately it was like well, you can weld. You want to weld everything? Yeah. It was pretty rusty. Sorry to interrupt, but that's also always tripped me out about skate park builders is like you have the most potentially dangerous hobby. (laughs) No doubt. And like if you get hurt skating, then like there goes your livelihood. Exactly. 
Because obviously to be a skate park builder, you have to be really committed to that lifestyle. You're all sort of like born and bred through skateboarding. For sure. And so is there like if, if you get hurt skating and you're out, like are you just fucked or like th- does the company kind of take care of you or like accommodate you? Like how does that work? <sighs> I, I guess it all depends on the company. I mean, I, you're definitely not... There's no insurance for 401ks going down. That's for sure. I mean, it just depends on how you play it. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people that are in that world are already living pretty like, um, yeah, what's the word? Recklessly, you know, recklessly like grungy lifestyles, like cheap, whatever. I don't know. Like, yeah. but I guess it all depends on how you sell your set yourself up for it. But yeah, if like you get hurt, you're not working. So yeah. hopefully you got plan B or you saved your money or, you yeah. got a support system. I mean, obviously, the company's there for you. I mean, if, if you really need something, I'm sure. But, you know, there's definitely a family atmosphere to it, too. We're not just like, we're a bunch of friends working together. Right. You know? So, um, but yeah, I mean, if you're hurt, same now. I mean, I think about it all the time. Like, when I broke my wrist, I was shit out of luck. Like, hmm. luckily, I'm super fortunate that it's a family business so I can, like, adapt to other things. Like, well, you can still like drive and look at jobs and quote jobs. So right. do that for a few months until you're good, you know? Yeah. You have a lenient work environment. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. super fortunate in that regards. But yeah, sorry to throw you off track there. You mm-hmm. were talking about, uh, the welder got hurt and you loosely knew how to weld. Right. So then it was like, boom, okay. Relearn how to weld. Probably haven't welded in like a couple years, you yeah, know? Since like your one high school class. Yeah. <laughs> the, the five minute book chapter, but yeah, yeah. So I started welding and was learning everything. You know, here's how you frame this. Here's how you finish concrete. Like, boom, I can weld. So it's like, you know, you become more valuable, of course, and you're capable more. So, and I like, like, I like welding. It's pretty fucking cool. You know, like it's, it's methodical. And you, I think the number one thing I like about welding is you can't really rush it, mm-hmm. you know? So you're forced to kind of slow down. Yeah. And have some patience with it. So I was always stoked to like start the job and like start pre-cutting and welding shit. Yeah. I feel that I've, I've welded once in my life at my old job. We had like yeah. a, a shop where we had capabilities to fabricate whatever, but we had like a fabrication guy. So that wasn't my job, but no doubt. we had like a demo night where he showed us, you know, the basics and let everybody take a turn at like welding some scrap together. Sick. It's cool. Yeah. My, my, cool. my, my first pass was like, an absolute abomination like it was so fucked up looked like a spider web like i guess i didn't yeah. like make proper contact or whatever smack in the metal you're getting stuck yeah. on there yeah but then the second pass i shit you not welded a dead straight perfect bead really it's like whoa no that way was crazy. and i haven't welded again since then and i probably never will because i like to quit while i'm on top <laughs> sick well, i yeah. mean, might have played that perfectly well yeah or you might be like a prodigy welder and never knew fuck yeah who knows but <laughs> Yeah, super cool that you've been able to dabble in two different trades. Yeah. Um, especially just kind of winging it the way you have, like yeah. not having to go through like a union or school or anything like that. Yeah, dude, it's kind of, I actually thought about that recently. I was like, I never really had to, I've been super fortunate because every, I kind of have just slid my way into these, I mean, yay and nay, like opportunities present themselves and you choose to take them or not. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like skate park building, obvious option then want to exit that eventually like I have an opportunity take that so I've never really I just been fortunate like for the past two I guess career choices I've made well with the skate park thing I've also noticed that like if you have people in your friend group that get hired then like 
they kind of bring their friends in too. Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So were you like, did you kind of spearhead that, the the mass migration to artisan skate parks? Mm, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I remember when I first got hired, like people were not about that shit. Like they were like, who are these new kids, these little chumps? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're talking grown dudes that are like, whatever. They probably felt threatened. Like, Oh, any hazing? Do they fuck with you or anything? No real hazing. Like I, you know, I'm not about that shit. Like you want to fucking, they probably tried. I don't know. Probably just try to fuck with you a little bit. Like test you, see where you're at. But, uh, now they're, you're talking like grown ass dudes that are like fucking hardcore one eight, like (laughs) fucking drinking beers at like nine in the morning. Shit. Like (laughs) barely getting by probably. But yeah, I mean, whatever, like, shit's, you can't do this shit forever, and, like, young dudes come in and are hungry, and they want to do it, and they're stoked, um, but, yeah, no, I mean, it was, like, me, then Jesse came on, mm-hmm. people probably weren't hyped on that at all, and they're, like, who's this young dumbass, <laughs> and then it was, like, <laughs> so, like, some of the main dudes, too, like, not to, like, go off on that too much, but they kind of got let go, and it was, like, a big to-do, like, whatever, but, I don't, I don't know the full story. I don't got any, it's nothing personal, but they were kind of blowing it. And I think the owner was trying to kind of usher in a new, like, let's get some fresh blood in here or whatever the term. But it seems like now artisans, like it's a full go. It's like Mm -hmm. North Carolina young bucks. Like, let's get it. Yeah. And they're all stoked on it. Yep. So So, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I was one of the first younger dudes in that, which was sick. Any like funny stories of new guys coming in and completely blowing it and getting fired? <laughs> Damn, there was a lot of jabronis. Yeah, no doubt. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do, oh shit! I don't want to name any names. Yeah, you but, don't have to name names, but let's hear it. There's definitely some chumps. There's uh, this, you know, whatever. Like any job you get, like you're not gonna go in there and like tell the boss how to do things you know like hey have you thought about this yeah we've definitely been through that trial and error dude there's a reason we don't do that like this is kind of the basics you know (laughs) just i don't even know like some people are just insane i guess i don't know but yeah seeing people just come in show up and blow up and just blow right the fuck out (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah uh, oh man yeah i mean there's fucking epic amounts of stories i'm trying to yeah, maybe not anyone just completely blowing it, but... Yeah, because I feel like everyone who would get that opportunity would be stoked to be there. Yeah, but I mean, it's pretty easy to, like, the filtering system or, like, to get vetted. Like, if you're a chump, you're a chump. Like, <laughs> like a kook's a kook. Like, it's not going to take long, like, living, working, and skating with people to realize, like, this dude doesn't mesh well. You know, like... Yeah, and it's like a like a skate team, like, being sponsored or something. Yeah, we're on yeah. the Rasta. Yeah. But... And if you're not completely oblivious, you're probably going to realize that, like, these people aren't really jiving too well with me, you know, if you have any wherewithal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely some kooks out there. Yep. You worked on any um, any parks in North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see, North Carolina. Um, what parks? The first park I ever like stepped foot on. I didn't really do much there. Was Waynesville, North Carolina? Nice. That was like when I first got on, and then did Abs- a lot. It's absolutely the, one of my favorite parks. Is it really? Yeah, I love it. Sick. So dope. Got, at first, I was kind of like, "This is weird," but it's grown on me. 
It's, yeah. it's cool. It's it like works, a lot of yeah. flat pushing around and there's some cool elements to it. But that was like the first thing I really got to kind of mess with, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then what else we got? Greensboro. Like what? Oh, Greensboro, the um, Latham? Latham, yeah. I'm not even like trying to be the overly positive, annoying guy, but I actually love Latham. Do you like, really? People, like a lot of people hate on it. I skated it this past weekend. Like I enjoy no that shit. park for sure. I, yeah. It's because it's dope because everything's like sectioned off. Like it is. You, yeah. You yeah. Get, get your revs on the, like, you know. I'm kind of neutral. Like there's obviously things I like and then dislike. I think the Bulls, I think the Bulls pretty sick. Actually, a lot of people do not like the Bull, but I think it's pretty cool. It could be, I mean, everything could be different, but. Originally, it had pavers in the middle section with the tree, you know? What, is, what does that mean? It's so, instead of like a flat surface concrete, it was like these um, essentially massive tiles. Oh, I remember that, It was that. to protect yeah. the tree and the roots and everything. Yeah, they had they like tore it out yeah, and repaved it. tore that out it. real quick, realized this isn't going to be a go. But that middle section's actually pretty cool, like quick ledge, like A-frame ledge. So, why didn't they do that in the first place? The tree. The whole like initial so, idea was like you can't cut the massive oak tree down, so you must build around it. Right, which I think is cool because Absolutely. that also creates a cool yeah. environment. Like you Whole got the shade and a nice yeah. like. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. It's a cool environment. But yeah. the rest of the other side is kind of whatever. But it's a skate park. You can't please everybody. No, no doubt. <laughs> a lot of overly critical dickheads out there. No doubt about that. <laughs> yeah, but where's the flat bar, you fucking assholes? <laughs> we need an eight set. <laughs> so. When you first get hired and you get brought into your your first job site, mm-hmm. is there like a pecking order of like the new guy has to do the grunt work? Oh, like no wh- doubt. What's what's like the what's the hierarchy? Like, what's the first shit you do, and then what do you graduate on to doing later? I guess the first thing you do, and obviously I'm like young, hungry. I'm just stoked to be there. Like, tell me to do whatever. I'm I'm about it. You know, it's not like I'm mm-hmm. going to do a job that I'm not even that stoked about. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, I'll do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely the pecking order, like. Um, like I said, I was kind of Joe's like right hand man under his wing, but you know, whatever you want me to drive stakes, I'll drive stakes. You want me to like shovel that shit out? I'll shovel that shit out. Kind of whatever, you know, then like get guided along the way and learn. And I was, you know, being a sponge, like soaking up as much stuff as I could mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to be really on top of it. But no, it's definitely a pecking order. Like you're not, you're not getting in there and touching the concrete, like no way like get the gotcha. fuck out of here watch us clean our tools you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, like, you're kind one. of the bitch boy for a minute there's no doubt yeah. but it's part of anything i feel like it's kind mm-hmm. of rites of passage i'm stoked on it like yeah and i feel like a lot of people like in anything like they never take the time to learn the basics they always want to it's you know they, they they skip it and so just like with concrete like anytime you see people pouring something they always want to just go straight to the concrete and it's like you, you got to learn the basics. Like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to like fail and like mess around and like just learn it, you know? Yep. It's all the stepping stones, you know? I'm sure that applies to like many of the different manual labor trades. For sure. Yeah. Like people kinda... always want the glorified part of it, you know, yeah. they, or the Instagram worthy shit. Like there's a lot of other shit that goes into it and that's not just skate parks. That's everything. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so one of the reasons that I thought you would be a good candidate for what I'm doing here is that you've taken that knowledge that you learned throughout the five years of working at Artisan and translated it over to multiple DIY projects that are available for everybody to enjoy, which is another kind of a different level of philanthropy seeing that you're not getting paid to do it. Right. Um, 
a lot of skaters have the DIY spirit, but not the technical knowledge to execute well. Right. If that makes sense. Um, so yeah, what have been some of your favorite like DIY projects that you've been involved in? Dude, let's see. So I don't know if you remember this spot. It was off independence, you know, like obviously the era of like the flat abandoned slab DIY, but mm-hmm. it was like the, uh, tiered down drops on independence. Was it's that, like, was that near the old black sheep? No, but that one was epic. Okay. Gotcha. That I, was like Bert and some other guys, um, different Bert, not our Bert that we know, but it was like, right. You know, the, there was the big gap off independence at like the abandoned hotel. It's like a fatty to flatty gap. I'm pretty sure I've seen it in videos, but I yeah. never skated right. there. It was like okay. across from there, but like, you know, this, the essentials, like let's build a flat bar on the ground. Let's build a ledge. Mm-hmm. Let's do a kicker, you know, just the, the basics. And that was kind of like the first thing I ever kind of like, I guess took the reins on or started and obviously people helped, but then that got torn down to you. Yeah. You know, you get a little jaded. You're like, damn, we spent money, time, it's gone. And so it's like, do you stay hungry? Do you keep it going? Of course you always keep it going, but how and where? But I was also working and traveling, so I was just doing what I could when I when I could, you know. And Eastland started. I mean, that shit's been going on forever now. Mm-hmm. But help those dudes with that. Primarily just helping people with stuff, you know. Like if they, if they reach out and they won't help, and I can, I, I'd love to, you know. Yeah. And not just help but try to teach people like and going back to like people don't like to start they like to just do the glorified part you know yeah i, I have a funny story along the similar lines um did you ever skate the boon diy dude i never skated the boon diy word I so totally blew that um but have you like seen pictures do you know yeah absolutely so you know how there is kind of a retaining wall with a bank to ledge up to it Yes. A, li- a little channel and, and then a quarter pipe. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we had a uh, major shout out to Ben Bradford. No doubt. The first pour we ever did there, or the first legitimate pour, there mm-hmm. were some little concrete tumors here and there. That, right. You yeah. Know. It comes with <laughs> but, but um, the first ever legit pour we did was the bank up to the wall. And Ben came down from wherever he was staying at the time and yes. like, and, and really did a nice job finishing. Like, ben is a wizard, dude. He's yeah. the best. So, I mean, that bank came out absolutely perfect. Yes. And I don't know who was at fault here. If, uh, <laughs> if, if he wasn't, either he wasn't the greatest teacher or we didn't take it seriously enough right. to really absorb the knowledge. Right. Uh, our, our crew built the quarter pipe next to it and it definitely did not turn out that well. <laughs> well. And that's the thing too. Like it's not supposed to be pretty or perfect. Like, yeah, especially like that's the whole kind of part of the fun the whole part of it, like yeah. throw some fucking bags of concrete on the ground and smack it around with some spatulas, like <laughs> figure you live, you learn. And like, yeah. but if some, especially if someone comes through that knows what they're doing, like soak that up, like get that knowledge, mm-hmm. especially if you're working on a spot, like don't act like, I don't know, don't be, think you know it all. Like everyone's got something to show you, you know? And like, I think anyone that's worked on skate parks and like has some pride in what they do like if you work on something you want it to be good just like anything you know like i don't want to be a part of something to come out like shit like my name's kind of on that or a part of it at that point you Mm -hmm. know like let's make this good people spend money on this um but it's at the same time it's supposed to have character yeah you know it's not perfect it is funny when you roll up to a new diy that you've never been to and there's like some terrible fucked up obstacle and you're like 
this thing sucks. You gotta have the fucked up obstacle. But though. but the locals rip it because they've yes. like they've figured out yeah. where you know all the lumps are. And it's and, what you got. Like, yeah. You like and then they know it's up. Everything's uh, like that, and that's what makes it sick though. You know, like the goat pin has crazy character, and it's not easy, but like you can get down. Yeah. It just takes some time and ha- do you want to get down, but you can get down. I've, I've seen you get down. You, you did like the 50, 50 over the hump and then around the corner had to be done that. Yeah. That was absolutely fired up. That, like, I, I didn't think it was possible until I didn't either. Yeah. But I was like, it's like, it's there. Like, you know, you, th- you visualize something and you're like, well, what can be done over it? Obviously a lot, but yeah. like, it has to be grinded. Like it's, <laughs> you got to grind it. Like there's no choice. It just sounds so sick. <laughs> But I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the whole like big picture is like I don't know. You go to any DIY, like go to FDR, shit's insane. Yeah, I can't even do a kick turn on a wall. Like it's fucking gnarly. Yeah. But that's what makes it sick. Like people put so much time and effort into that shit, and like it's not meant to be perfect, but it's meant to be what it is. And like for the people that can get down on it, no doubt. But it just is what it is. It's, yeah. it's imperfectly perfect. Like, there's a pretty good chance it'll skate. Oh, it's going to skate. <laughs> it's yeah, going to skate. skate. I mean, it's it's roughly there, but... Uh-huh. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> I saved the date. Uh, all right. October 18th, 2016, on your Instagram. Uh, you and Jesse <laughs> and somebody else had a like off. <laughs> uh, I want to know what sparked the competition... Why was there so much animosity amongst the friend group? <laughs> and uh, Sick. and and lastly, who won the like off and who left with the most damaged ego? Damn, dude. Who did lose the fucking like off? How <laughs> dare they? Okay, so... <laughs> dude. So, like... <laughs> context, too. Like, dude, I, like... When I first started working with Artisan, like, or whatever in life in general like i didn't even have a smartphone like when iphones came out like i was like rocking with like a cricket uh like thumb slap phone you know like i was way behind on the technological front and so yeah because I, the fucking audio wasn't even synced up to the video yeah. but well, at that point i think i did have an iphone but i was like dude i i was just like whoa you know, like, welcome to the world type shit. <laughs> so I was like, this is, and I always viewed, like, Instagram as a fucking, like, this is a joke. This is insane. People were on here taking this seriously. So, okay, but to get to the point of that, like, we worked with this guy named Richard Bowen. I don't know if you ever met Richard. No. Amazing human being. He was, we met him in Burlington, Vermont. He mm-hmm. would come hang out, help us work, and come to find out this dude's a comedian, no way. Like, he's a serious comedian. Like, this dude is going and doing shows every night. Yeah, stand-up is a serious deal. Like, it takes a yeah. shitload of work. And like, I never had seen that before uh-huh. firsthand. Like, I've seen comedy shows, but I've never seen someone, like, going through the trenches to try to do it. Yeah. This dude was so dedicated. Um, so, shout-out, Richard Bowen. You're the man. We love you. But, I don't know. We do. We would just, like, you're hanging out with your friends working. It's a good time. Like, and... I, to go back, like, there's someone at the door, sir. Oh, Joe, that's our pizza. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sick. That took a while. All right, so, so you're on the job site, and it was just some, like, yeah, dude, goofy just, shit? Yeah, just, lighthearted, funny shit. Like, I mean, dude, if you know Jesse Peebler, he's a funny-ass dude. If you know Richard Bowen, like, he's a hilarious human being. Like, 
so you're just riffing. You're just like, why not have a good time all the time? Like, I don't know. Like, Instagram's hilarious. The whole fucking like generational, like all this shit that's going on. It's hilarious. Like, on one side, it is whatever. I don't know. I just think it's funny and you can make so much fun of it and yeah, it's, like fun. It's, it's like hilarious because you're not an Instagram dude. Right. And like, I feel like Jesse isn't either and, and probably your other homie isn't either. <laughs> yeah. So. I think, I don't know. Like, you get it. Yeah. You go through the. Like, damn, do I really want to post and share all my shit or whatever individual stuff? But so why not? I don't know. Just it's kind of like poking fun at the whole deal. But that that's <laughs> funny. You bring that up. It, it's kind of genius. Yeah, we're just. It, it definitely left an impression. <laughs> like no one's liking our shit. We're nobodies, <laughs> but we're like just doing random shit. I don't know. So but, nobody won. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I did. I think Jesse might have won. Damn. We can we can phone a friend. <laughs> all right. Yeah, maybe I'll get him on next. But for anyone that does listen to this, check out Richard Bowen. I'm sure he has uh, comedy out there on YouTube, or I don't. I don't think he has an Instagram anymore, which is a bummer. No, oh, no shit. Colorblind Bowen. He's colorblind. I'm trying to look it up. He's a oh, super thought, <laughs> cool dude. I thought you said colorblind bone, which is another reason I thought the bone thing was <laughs> like, like some kind of inside joke. Colorblind bone sounds like a. <laughs> grunge band from like seattle yeah colorblind bone but yeah that's a great plug if uh if y'all can find his shit i'm sure it's hilarious epic human yeah dope all right pizza break <laughs> okay let's get it <laughs> toe rogan dude that's the whole fucking thing is too hilarious yeah why people hate on that i don't know yeah it is what it is i've been told by multiple women to never mention joe rogan on a date uh, oh, well, I'm sure, like, I mean, it's like, like he's like the all-encompassing dude, like, <laughs> you know, like, people will either love him, I don't know, like, he's sick, he has sick guests, what's not to like, like, it's interesting. Yeah, no, but, uh, I've had, yeah, that's just, whatever. I don't <laughs> want to be that guy, I don't want any girl to ever be like, don't listen to Luke's podcast, <laughs> it won't get you laid. <laughs> <laughs> your, so if your, I ever get there, will bleed. yeah, I've, I've, I've done it wrong, um, cool. So you've had a lot of shit going on uh, past couple of years. Had a nice little stint in the skate park building industry. No doubt. You're an electrician now. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. like you're being formally interviewed. This is very fucking serious. I'm going to need you to compose yourself. I am a tradesman, bruh. Yeah. Uh, so how does, uh, how does skateboarding fit into your life now? Damn. Uh, barely. <laughs> Good answer. No. Um. No, dude, it's like whatever life happens, you get busy. It's always there. I mean, I do what I can. Like, I think now it's kind of like a <laughs> Wednesdays and Sundays is kind of in the jam. Like uh-huh. winter's here now, but um, you used to, for a minute, it was Wednesdays at the Goat Pen. That mm-hmm. was on, hanging out, skating, doing whatever. Sundays at Mooresville Park. But it's kind of just sporadic, you know, like yeah. whatever time, time frame wise, but I don't know. I don't even feel like I skate less. Like it just feels the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just like same shit. Like skateboarding, you think about it all the time, no matter what. I don't know if that's the same for everybody. It was also kind of sick that you get to still skate with the same people you skated with when you were growing up. Like as yeah. A- no, I I trip out on that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like. Like, it's so cool that we all still know each other. And, like, I mean, people fall off, people come and go. But, like, for the most part, like, 10, 15-plus years later, like, 
the same people are still there. Like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Like, we're all so lucky to have that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I trip out on that sometimes. I hope we can do it till we're 40, 50. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah, right on. Yeah, I lived with uh, Nate Mott in Raleigh for a little while. Mm. You, ever, you ever met that guy? Mm-hmm. I think I remember him from, he always had to wear a helmet when he was young. Is that right? Yeah. yeah okay. that, that's the dude. Yeah. That's like, you know, you, you like everyone has something that sticks with you. That's what stuck with you. Yeah. But he's a super cool dude. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing skater too. And we had, uh, he was the first person I ever met that also skated. Oh really? Yeah. At the YMCA park. I was like, Sick. you know, kind of learning how to skate by myself. Yeah. Like I could do a couple of the basics and then one day he shows up and he's like, <laughs> You know, he's better than me for sure. No secret. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's up? Like, uh, yo, I'm, I'm so-and-so like, I've always thought it would be cool to have another friend that skated. So I don't have to skate by myself all the time. Sick. This is dope. Skated with him all throughout high school. And then we, our paths separated. He went to one college. I went to a different college. And then, you know, five or six years down the line, we're like roommates and we live together and skate together every day. It's like, yes, that is so rad. Yeah. Where did you go to college? Uh, App State. App State. Okay, so he went to, that's where I met him at NC State. Mm -hmm. Officially, my friend, funny story is like my friend Alex Krause that I grew up with, one of the first dudes I skated with from like middle school onwards. Skaters! Skaters! (laughs) Y'all like them kale shakes? But (laughs) like grew up skating with him, like best dude ever. And he took a hiatus, whatever, went to college, did all that and like came back to it harder than ever you know mm-hmm. but he i don't think he lived with any of those dudes but i remember going to raleigh and like hanging out with alex and going over it, it was like eddie nate oh, fuck i don't even know who else was there but all the younger raleigh dudes and i was like oh these kids are sick whatever da, 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 da. it's just cool to see where everyone ends up and like the full circleness of it all and now alex is ripping yeah killing it and like literally learning kickflip back tails at whatever age he is yeah it's so rad yeah like 30 31 and he's like kind of like i feel like inadvertently showing people like you can also like be healthy and like take care of yourself oh and his like, instagram is so sick it's, yeah like he's so proper and professional like he always know. gives the skate report like he's always yeah, you know giving the shout it's like it's it's borderline kooky but at the same time it's like so sick I think it's a great take on it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think it's like way more, it's so simple, but it's like way smarter than people think. You know, yeah. Like it's, yeah. yeah. It's thought out. Uh huh. Or maybe um, it's not. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you had a video part in Black Sheep One. Yeah. Again, we're a little bit out of order. Super fired up video part. Um, what I was <laughs> going to mention, you had, uh, you were working at Tenders at the time, right? And, uh, I was hanging out with a couple of like stoner homies who weren't really skaters, but we like at some point or another, some of us skated the black sheet video. We had it on DVD and it ended up on the TV. And one, one of the dudes we're chilling with, uh, we're like watching the video and then your part comes on and it says your name and he goes, Holy shit. That dude's my manager. No way. Yeah. I shit you not. Who was this? Uh, his name was Trevor Bryan. Holy <laughs> shit. I'm sh- I t- <laughs> No shit. Yeah. Does Trevor Bryan still skate? Uh or hang out? Did he ever skate? I don't really think he skated, but I he remember. was friends with a bunch of skaters. That's funny though. But anyways, That's fucking yeah, I, I figured you'd appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was like, I was instantly like, I have to remember who this is. Yeah. That's, I remember that name though. But anyways, he was like, damn, I know he like skated, but I didn't know you had it like that. <laughs> this dude's mashing. Yeah. You know, what's funny is like, I was like tenders to artisan and like filmed that part and was like on the road half the time. But like, I don't think anyone, I don't think people even realize I skate, you know, they're like, yeah, this, that's, that's kind of the beauty of it. So it's kind of like a bummer but also cool people are like oh sick like i didn't i didn't even realize you skated street or like whatever and i'm like fuck dude like <laughs> yeah i mean cool thanks and i don't know like yeah i don't know i just do what i can yeah i don't i don't really tell any of my co-workers that i skate yeah. but my uh my screensaver at my office is like an aerial shot of a dreamland skate park whoa it's a really pretty shot cool. you know what i mean yeah like you can envision it from straight ahead it's got like all these lumps and absolutely it, and it's all gray and like, like somebody walked escape. somebody walked by one day and they were like oh it's a skate park i always thought it was like a close-up shot of a brain or something no way that's <laughs> yeah. also so cool dude so yeah cool. um but i bring that up <laughs> because you filmed for the black sheep video yeah you were you officially sponsored by black sheep Dude, that's a tough one. I don't know. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I've, I've, we all grew up in the area, so, like, where did we go? At some point or another, we went to Black Sheep because it was epic. Like, it's the shop. Yeah, like, it's, a lot of shops came and went in surrounding yeah, areas. That's the one that, that stood was... the test of time, and they had the image. They had the stuff that you wanted, and it's they had a cool team. You know, I mean, initially, back in the day, you're like, <gasps> like O.J. Farrar, Justin Pittman. That like, guy those... was fucked. O.J. Farrar yeah. was dirty. You can't Hell deny yeah. that shit. And shout out all, yeah. like, shout out Drew Adams. Like, he kind of came in fucking Salisbury. Like, what? Like, coming out of nowhere, like, editing and filming really cool shit. And, like, that all kind of meshed with early Black Sheep days. But, so I don't, I don't even know. I just remember, like, skating a lot and, like, kind of linking up with Richie McCorkle, the dude that shot all the photos for them back in the day and still works there to this day. Mm-hmm. And it kind of loosely, like, would you be interested in, like, riding or being affiliated with Black Sheep? And, like, duh, for sure. Like, that for me at that age, like, to most people, that's not a big deal, like, skating for a shop. But to me, that was like, whoa. Uh, yeah, I think you're underselling it. I think every yeah. skater, like, aspires. Well, at least when they yeah. first start out, they aspire to one day have, like, a legitimate sponsor. Yeah, no, I was tripping. Like, mm-hmm. I was hype. Believe me, like, I had all intentions of or aspirations. Like, could I get sponsored? Like, who doesn't? Like, that's sick. Yeah. But, so, yeah, loosely, like... Black sheep, yeah. I mean, I got included in a video, so I, I something, something. What's uh, <laughs> what's the most hyped you've ever been on on like free shit? They ever hook you up? Dude, yeah, fuck yeah. I don't remember. I mean, yeah, being able to walk into a shop and like kind of grab stuff and either get a for totally free or like at a super discounted price. Like, yeah, that's fucking sick. Yeah, and maybe getting a few boxes here and there. Damn. from companies you know i'd like getting, never getting I, product baby yeah i mean i don't know all those like after i kind of was working too much and like not skating enough those dudes kept ripping like nike was like hooking those dudes up left and right so of course a little bit i'm like damn it would be sick to have a bunch of free nikes but whatever but funny story funny fucking story that i just thought about is in the midst of black sheep and like filming with drew adams I don't know where the idea came from, but we were like, how sick would it be to get sponsored by Jinko? 
like the the fucking the the pants the, you that know like you know two. the ones <laughs> you know the ones the two liter in the back pocket wow. ones. So I don't know how it came about, but we were like, dude, could it? You think it could be done? Like it's sponsored <laughs> by Jinko, and so like I was like, I think I I don't know I don't know, but I was like, Drew, could you like send? I think I emailed. I don't know, dude. I don't remember the story, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, Drew sent them my footage. And the dude, they were like contemplating it. They were like serious for a minute. And dude, we were like, holy shit. Like, I'm going to get fucking sponsored by Chinko. Like, this is this is everything. This is the coolest thing. <laughs> like, I was hyped. And I, I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know how, if it fell apart or if they no, like realized here's, we were... Here's what went wrong. I don't know shit about this situation, but yeah. what went wrong is that you didn't film any clips wearing Jinkos. <laughs> my That's where you went wrong. <laughs> you got you got to run like, the this, product you're trying damn, to. This dude's coming out of left field. He don't he don't even rock our shit, no. <laughs> dude. Honestly, I, w- I guarantee if you'd had sprinkled a few Jinko clips in there, it could have been done. You know what? That's that's my yeah. that's my challenge out yeah. there to to all the listeners. Send your fucking tape to Jinko. Let's see what happens. I could probably find the fucking like emails to this day and it would kill me. <laughs> I, dude, I, I don't, I need to revisit that actually and find out what happened because I, I to this day wish that would have happened just for pure novelty factor. Like, <laughs> yeah. so fucking ridiculous. Get a box of Jenkos. Yeah, I'd be more hyped on that than anything. Like, yeah. Yeah. They'd still, they'd, they'd be hanging on your wall to this day. Yeah, dude, happened. I'd be flipping those for like two grand on Hype Beast or that, whatever that shit is. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Um, throughout your videos, do you have like a specific clip that you're just horribly ashamed of? Like if you didn't like the way it looked or something, <laughs> like a really bad, like rocket Ollie or something. Dude. Yeah. Like I think, uh, yeah. Skating and filming. I was always kind of like, like I was never a perfectionist. Like I'll kind of just take it. Some things were and warned. Mm-hmm. So like if, if I'd landed a trick, I was kind of hyped. Like, yeah. whatever you know like I wasn't like oh I gotta do this perfectly yeah there's definitely some clips I'm like damn <laughs> this shit looked horrible like hyped felt great looked like garbage you know I think yeah. there was like a clip of me grinding like a interstate or not an interstate but like a guardrail into this bank off mm-hmm. of South Boulevard and I just dude I look like I'm fucking I don't even know what I look like I look like I'm flailing around down the bank it just looks so ridiculous you're rolling the windows up yeah rolling the windows up dude i'm fucking like hacking wood but i don't know not overall like yeah i've definitely never been too hyped on my style in general but like it is what it is like i'm i don't you know but sure in generally speaking i'm like damn i don't look that sick on a skateboard (laughs) but it is what it is like i'm skating um completely relatable yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) All right, we're we're getting into like pure bullshit territory, mm-hmm. so I guess we ought to wrap it up. But um, you got any anyone you want to shout out or anything that's going on in North Carolina that's got you excited lately? Do I? Holy hell! Uh, Lots of shout outs. Well, definitely. I mean, go pin. That's kind of been the for me personally, and like a lot of local friends and people. Go pin has been the shit. Like bringing people together housing that opportunity and possibility like shout out Seamus his whole family and you got like the the unity of the skate and the BMX yeah, world dude because you know it can come and go the ebb and flow of like having a tight-knit community and to me at this point in the game is what it's more so all about 
And to be honest, I've been jaded on skateboarding. Now we're going off on a tangent. Oh, <laughs> like shit. anyone. But, All right, you know, this episode's it, about to be two more hours. Bro, Let's get into that. Let me get down. But, you know, it's easy to get jaded, like have traveling and like seeing, meeting different people and like seeing how different scenes are. You're like, damn, like they got it going on here. Like, mm-hmm. Shit seems so cool. Like grass is greener on the other side type deal. Yeah. So then you come back home and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why aren't people like hanging out and skating and being cool with each other? And like, how hard is that? Like we all skate, we should be pretty on the same page, but it's not that way, you know, or at least I felt that way. So it's cool to have that kind of, uh, community base at the go pin. Yeah. Big shout out to all those guys. Um, yo, shout out Dave Maxwell, science fair, NC fucking skate royalty legend. Like if you don't know him, look him up. Like, all time favorite dude ever. I don't know him, but I'm sure he's great. Yes. Just look up Dave Maxwell science fair. Yeah. I'll, I'll do some homework <laughs> and sh- shout out everybody skateboarding. Uh, the corny, thank you skateboarding. Um, I mean, that's why we're here. Um, it's a fucking trip. So, yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, you could say a million things. We can go on for hours, but yeah. Shout out you. Thank you for doing Ow. this and having me. Hell yeah. Um, no problem, man. Never ever thought I would do this. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Super cool. Now Thank get you. the fuck out of my house. Yeah, all right, peace. <laughs> no, no. Peace. Dude. Shots. Boom. Yo, thanks a lot, Trevor. Mm. It's been an honor sitting down and picking your brain a little bit. And uh, Godspeed to you on yeah. all your pursuits and endeavors. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. T-Bone is a certified big dog, a hoss-like individual, as they say up in Mooresville. Uh, That interview absolutely ripped. We obviously got into a lot of cool shit and had some good laughs, so I can't thank Trevor enough for kicking back with me. Uh, If you see him around town, be sure to thank him for his service to skateboarding and buy him a tall can of steel reserve. He loves that shit. I actually just made that up, but uh, moving on. Uh, words of wisdom. Um, opportunity arises unexpectedly. Uh, we heard about how Trevor was kind of just randomly in the right place at the right time and ended up with a dream job just by putting himself out there and getting involved. So definitely be receptive of new experiences. Be a yes person and work hard at what's rewarding to you your life will undoubtedly be way more fulfilling and gratifying. So get out there and fire it up. Thanks for the beats, Jib. Peace.